Hey, it's Beth here, episode 465. Last night, I went to go see the Barbie movie before it opened today. Okay, I was drowning, drowning in a sea of tube dresses, pink tube dresses, dresses and pink stiletto heels. I never saw anything like it in my life. These two girls look at me, give me the stink eye and say, where's your costume? I look at them and I said, I'm wearing it. I am Barbie's grandmother. Well, that shut them up. Movie starts, the kids in the theater, it's packed. Okay, so the movie is, it starts a little slow, but it's surreal, so it's kind of cool. Then it gets pretty funny and Ken is hilarious in this movie. Ryan Gosling, or Gosling is fantastic. And he is a great foil. He's he. He does a light touch on it. Everything's going great. The kids are laughing. There's this war scene with all the cans, and it's hilarious. And then all of a sudden, the movie goes dark. And we see this scene where the Barbies decide to take out all the cans by pretending to be in love with other cans to start a war. And, but the war is funny, but then it, they just don't let up and they just make such fools out of these guys that all the kids stopped laughing. It just, she just was too heavy handed with it. And little girls are not that systematic. They're not that, you know, they don't use their powers for evil. And they, I was watching them. The boys didn't like it. The girls were embarrassed. It wasn't fun anymore. No one ever laughed again. She just overplayed the hand. She had it made. She just needed somebody to rein her back. And the two of these together, Greta and her husband, Noah, nobody can speak to them. The set, they commanded every single bit of the set. I imagine some people were thinking, could you lighten up a little bit? But they didn't. So I think, you know, be careful taking really young kids it it was they didn't leave happy and they came in deliriously happy laughing everybody was excited it was giddy and they didn't leave giddy it was not entertainment it was another morality lesson that we're supposed to learn from people who are smarter than we are they're definitely richer than we are and they know what we don't know so it had that aftertaste so forget it. But I want to talk about Barbie. So this Ruth Handler is in the movie. Uh, her daughter, who is named Barbara, Ruth Handler named the Barbie doll after her daughter. And her daughter's in the movie, in my favorite scene in the movie, when Barbie's talking to this old lady on a bench. It's the most real moment. It's good. And it's actually Barbie. So it got me all going about how did this happen. So what happened was Ruth Handler and her husband got married and um, her family didn't want her to marry him because he was poor. So she just was hell-bent on proving them wrong. And she did. They started the Mattel company. He came up with Chatty Cathy, which I wanted very badly. My mother wouldn't buy it for me. And Hot Wheels. So he's a smart guy. They go to Europe with their kids. She's watching her daughter play with dolls. And 
fantasizing about being a mother who's a doctor. She's watching her little girl. They go to Switzerland and there is this German doll in the stores and it's called Build Lily. And there's cartoons about it and she's kind of a sex toy, a joke. And the cartoons are, they're kind of like our Betty Boop, only very sexy. And they're cartoons about a, a call girl with a heart of gold, let's say. She brought that doll home and she copied that doll completely. That is Barbie. The only thing that is different is it's a little bit shorter of a forehead. And it's it that's the only thing that was missing. That's Barbie. The features are the same, the same inconceivable, haha, that's a joke. Um, proportions, she stole it. She brought it back home and her husband said there is no way that any mother is going to buy for their daughter a doll with breasts. And Ruth said, just get out of my way. So what she did was, for $500,000, she bought all the rights to the Mickey Mouse Club, which every kid in America, including Kit and his sister, were watching. And she marketed Barbie on that show. She was the sole sponsor. She got to do what she wanted on the Mickey Mouse Club. And that's how she got Barbie going. In the first year, it sold out. The dolls were $3, which is like $32 today. And mothers bought it. That was a ton of money back then. Barbie was on her way. So then, two years later, and she came up with the backstory that Barbie was from the small town Willows, Wisconsin. Two years later, Ken comes on to, into the picture. He's half an inch taller, two years younger, and she Ruth named the Ken doll after her son, Ken. And poor little son Ken had to go to middle school being the Ken doll with no genitalia, and he said it was rough. He said it was horrible. So his whole childhood was kind of consumed by being the Ken doll with no genitalia. He married his high school sweetheart. They had three children. But he died tragically at the age of 50 because, this is the God's honest truth, he was a closeted homosexual. And he contacted, he contracted AIDS and in 1990. And he died a terrible death. And Ruth always said that he died of a brain tumor. So poor, poor, poor Ken. You know, I mean, and the Ken doll was just this ancillary nothing except everybody, including myself. I was sleeping at my friend Vicky's house. She fell asleep. I took her Ken doll into the closet by myself and I knew I was gonna go to hell. I knew it. I was like eight years old and I went into the closet, turned the light on, put little my sweatshirt underneath the door so Vicky wouldn't wake up and I, and I lowered Ken's bathing suit and there was nothing there. I talked to my friend Trisha who went to the movie with me last night. She said she did the same thing. So poor, this poor guy, the real guy Ken, had to go to school. It really was a trauma for everyone to find out that Ken had nothing. And so, oh, that's just, that's a sad, sad part of the story. The second chapter of Ruth's life was sad too because it's a dark chapter. She was forced out of Mattel, accused of a of falsifying earnings. She pled guilty 
and got 500 hours of community service, but the handlers were through at their company, Disney. She was the first president of the company. They, they made this company and they were kicked out. They, they got $18 million, but they were kicked out and it broke her heart. So then what happened was, oh, the third chapter of Barb's life, of, of Ruth's life, not Barb, the mom, was she got breast cancer. And, oh my gosh, in the 90s, okay, so she gets, she gets breast cancer. No, she got breast cancer in 1976 early early days and she had a partial mastectomy back in 1976 there was nothing for these women there there was one company that made prosthesis which is a fake breast that you put in your bra and it was designed by men and it was very painful so Ruth started her own company called nearly me and I've heard of it and she came up with um, nicer breasts softer easier to wear, didn't hurt you on it. The other one scratched, very sensitive part of the woman's body. So she created a new company and um, she really, she had, she was, I remember this, she was on television doing the morning show way back when, when everybody watched it and everybody touched the breasts and it was kind of a scandal, but she wanted to show them how soft and light they were. So anyway, that's what she did. Everything that Ruth touched, except for what she did to her son. I mean, she she did at the end feel really bad about that. And but that's the true story of Ruth Handler and what a genius she was. And so was her husband. I mean, they created Mattel, which was in my childhood where all the toys came from. Every single thing that you could ever want. That's what Elliot and Ruth created. So, you know, that's, that's the story behind the Ken, Ken doll and the Barbie doll. And Barb didn't like the Barbie doll either, but it wasn't as horrible for her, except she, she was really pretty. And you can, even in the movie, when I first saw her on the bench, I thought she was supposed to be old Barbie because they really do look alike. It looks like what Margot could look like when she gets older. So that's the story of where Barbie came from and I didn't as a child ever get my body problems from Barbie and what Barbie looked like. I got my eating disorder from Twiggy. I got my eating disorder from Skinny and so did all my friends. So this big thing that they're laying on Barbie that she's the reason all of American girls have body dysmorphia or whatever they call it I mean all of us wanted to be real thin and I don't know what that is that's you know somebody else needs to tell, tell me what happened there but I just looked at Barbie like it was comical I mean nobody was built like that I think it's kind of like how little boys would look at He-Man so I think she's getting dumped on for that and I don't think that's fair but the movie does take a dark turn and if you take little children, I'm telling you, they weren't laughing. The boys didn't like it and the little girls didn't like it. It was too, too on the nose of, of a bad thing happening. It was in their minds, like I could write it off because I thought it was a movie. In their minds, it was very serious because it looked like in the playground, 
all the girls gang up on the boys and make fools out of them and beat them down to nothing. That's what it really looked like. So be careful with this one or talk to them about it before or after. But none of those kids came out of the theater giggling and laughing like they walked into the theater. So that's all I know. And, you know, but I'll tell you what, it was nice to get out of the heat. So, you know, it is just a movie and it is just a joke, but these little kids didn't think it was funny. So that's, that's all I've got. I would say that the blue hairs and I, um, I didn't like it either. I felt like I was being hammered on again to learn a lesson that I swear all these young people think they are discovering, you know, things that we've known forever. There, there's nobody, they don't talk to any old people anymore or go, that's not a new joke, that's an old joke. Everything they think they're learning that they're so smart has been around for a million years. But they actually think they have found gold. So it's irritating because what do you think you're telling me that I don't know? That's what I was feeling. What in God's name do you think you know that I don't know about human relationships and love and sex and men and women? Give me a break. And the children were just horrified. So I, you know, in the ladies room, nobody was talking. They were just not. It was silent at the end of the movie. No clapping, people getting up and not talking, just leaving. It was, I can't even tell you how completely opposite it was of the anticipation they were having when they arrived. So it was kind of a downer. You know, you just have to remember the first half, which was fun. Maybe you could leave in the first half. I don't know. Give the movie, you know, ask for a half a ticket and pay half price and just leave halfway through. That's probably a good idea. But anyway, that's what I've got. And um, I just really feel sorry for Ken, Ken Handler. So, and all of those years in school being the the real Ken. It never occurred to me that anybody had to suffer like that and be that thing that we all learned because back in the day, you didn't talk to your parents. I never told Vicki I looked at Ken doll. I never told anyone. We all did it silently and neither did my friend who was at the movie with me. Silent learning lesson. And then this guy walks into the school and you know everybody's wondering, oh my God, is, is he anatomically incorrect too? God, the poor guy. So anyway, that's what I got out of it. Poor, poor Ken. And stay sane and I will be back.